Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen and fellow music geeks, to the special first episode of Rock and Talk with Dak. I'm your host, The Dak. I want to first start by saying, I'm super excited to be doing this. I feel like it's been a long time coming. I'm a self-professed music geek and a lover of music. My taste in music has grown to be quite the eclectic mix over the years. I love discovering not just new music, but older music as well. There's a buttload of stuff out there, and I, I love just diving in, taking, taking it all in. I'm a, music, I'm a music guy, first and foremost, so I tend to focus on instrumentation and production uh, over the lyrics. But that doesn't mean I don't like lyrics. Uh, in fact, I mean, as the show goes on, I can't wait to share some of my favorite lyrics with y'all. Uh, speaking of the show... I'm going to have a new episode every Monday to help kickstart the week. Uh, On here, I'm going to be talking about current music news, review new releases, whether that's a full album uh, or a single, uh, dissect an album track by track. Maybe, I don't know how this is going to look, but I don't want to alienate anyone. So I don't know, maybe get into some paid content or something for like super long two-hour stuff. I don't know. We're just having fun here. Uh, just kind of any and all things with music. I uh, also have an Instagram uh, and a Twitter, all under the same name. Uh, the Instagram acts as a supplement to the show. Over there, there's a song of the day every day, uh, Monday through Friday, every week. And I try to alternate with a theme. So one week will be, you know, one-hit wonders, take a break, and then come back with a theme of, I don't know, soundtracks or something. We're just having fun. Uh, like I said, I also have a Twitter. I don't really utilize it, but if that's easier for people to stay in touch, let me know. I'll, I'll use it. But without further ado, let's get into this. So, something that has helped me get to this point, wanting to do a show, wanting to put forth the effort to make this a reality, for me, I mean, there's a myriad of things that's happened. Part of it is just wanting to not be lazy. You know, that helps. <laughs> uh, but really, it's, for me... Really getting over being a music snob. I admit I I was one of those people, but uh, yeah, I've I've gotten I've kind of gotten over it. I still am to a degree, uh, but I don't really call that being a music snob. As get into this, I'm I call that just having a preference, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, so in order to understand kind of how I've come to this point, got to get into some history. So growing up, I remember. Being on a diet, I'm going to call it a diet, quote-unquote, of really nothing but rock. A couple memories that I have, very specific. Driving over to Denver, I swear, every time we went to Denver, we would have, like, Queen's Greatest Hits playing. And Bicycle Race in particular, because they diss on Star Wars. But we're friends, we're still friends, (laughs) still love the band. Uh, I remember hanging out with Dad, specifically, two artists in particular, that he introduced introduced my brother and I to. Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, I think it was Ozzy's greatest hits. Oh, and side story I just thought of. In the beginning of Crazy Train, there's this weird... I think it's a viper slap. I think it's the instrument. And for whatever reason, my brother and I... We were little, mind you. It sounds absurd as an adult, and I know that. Whenever that sound played, my brother and I would laugh our asses off. I don't know what it was. Like I said, it sounds absurd, but fond memories, right? Uh, so Ozzy and Iron Maiden, but not the Iron Maiden 
you know, any albums or music that really got them known, it was Brave New World, their 2000 reunion with Bruce Dickinson. I oh, love that album still to this day. Then to list some others off, I mean, off the top of my head, some other bands that we uh, came into contact with growing up. Uh, I remember P.O.D., uh, Brooks and Dunn, a little bit more country. And by country, I mean it is country. Lifehouse, Fuel, The Offspring, Toby Keith with some more country. Uh, gosh, Matchbox 20 and early, oh gosh, early 2000s. Ah, I'm going to I'm gonna get it on this one, but I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say Nickelback. Yeah, I know what everyone's thinking right now, but come on. I don't understand why people have such a problem with them. They still make some fun songs. Sure, they're a little bit dirty, but eh, whatever. I'm an adult now. It's all good. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, we have other bands that we listen to and, you know, we're familiar with songs anyway. Uh, I remember lots of compilation albums, lots of greatest hits. Uh, Michael Jackson was one of those, uh, one I remember. Some Beatles here and there. Um, but, I mean, seriously, like a good 75%, if not more, of what I remember listening to, it was rock-based. Now, most of the bands and the music that I adore now are still very much what is considered rock. I mean, rock's, rock's my heart and soul. I'm going to, I'll admit it. But that's my preference. That's just what I like more. But it's far from the only stuff that I enjoy. And I've had help from family along the way. But there's a lot of stuff that I've discovered on my own, or at least I've kind of made my own. Um, but I love sharing music, too. So kind of getting into some specific touch points. Around 2005, my dad gave my brother and I our first MP3 players. And, I mean, what, those didn't hold, what, more than maybe like 10 bands? I mean, they were tiny. Um, but this is a time I really started to understand music a lot more and its impact on me. Around this time, it was uh, getting into band in middle school and high school, so I played French horn and baritone. Um, and that may have influenced the one album I listened to all the time <laughs> on there. Um, actually, there were three albums I remember listening to. I had on repeat, like, all the time. It was the Star Wars Episode Three soundtrack, uh, R.E.M.'s second album, uh, Reckoning, and then uh, Beck's 2005 release, uh, Wero. Uh, I listened to those three all the time. Uh, so then a couple years later, I think it was 2007, probably 2007, 2008, uh, I graduated from that MP3 player to, y'all ready for this? The Zune. Oh my god. That thing was a brick. It was uncomfortable. But by god, did I have it with me anywhere I went. And I loaded the thing up with everything. Uh, and I think it think that Zune had the capability to like share music with another profile. It was fun. I liked it. Um, but I, I loved the damn thing. So freshman year of high school, graduated yet again to the Zune HD. You can see there's a bit of a theme going on there. <laughs> but uh, now I, I love that thing. For perspective, I was still rocking the Motorola Razor. Uh, as my first cell phone when I got that thing. So, yeah, having a touchscreen with games on it, yeah, I loved it. But, that aside, it was the Halo 3, uh, I think, ODST edition, which means it came preloaded with all of the Halo soundtracks up to that point, 
And I have to say, like, that's probably how my love of game soundtracks started, uh, having all the Halo ones on there. And to this day, I still think the original Halo soundtrack is one of the best. It's still my favorite. I love it. Then the next stage, this transition period of my, I don't know, quote-unquote music fixation, uh, happened around the same time, well, earlier than the Zune HD. It was like 2006, 2007. Uh, when the family was introduced to Coldplay. Little known band, you may have heard of them. <laughs> my mom, I, I don't know, know if anyone else remembers this, but my mom was subscribed to one of those mail-order CD clubs. I think this one in particular was BMG. I think uh, the other big one was like Columbia House or something. So how it worked was you would get a pamphlet in the mail, open it up, and you'd have a list, or I don't remember if it was a list or if it was like the actual album art, and... But however it was, you would just kind of check off whatever you wanted. And I think you could choose like up to five. I don't remember what it was, but choose whatever you wanted, you know, close it back up, send it off, and then you'd wait a week or two. And in one of these pamphlets, I remember seeing the album art for what was Coldplay's uh, Rush of Blood to the Head album. And it, it stood out to me. It was, you know, this white background with this weird 3D scan bust of a person and then you know like the forehead or something was cut off kind of ironic now rush of blood to the he head is the album title and there's no head <laughs> um but yeah, I, I loved it it really it stood out to me so i told mom i was like i don't know what kind of music this is but i want it she's like okay great um by the way that's a great rule of thumb for buying vinyl if you're in your local record store and you're going through the used vinyl section and you come across something cheap that has really cool artwork bu -bu -bu buy it because if you like the music, fantastic. And if not, then you have some great art to hang up in your house. Just a little side note. So anyway, we waited for the CDs to show up, and Mom did me wrong. She she got don't she got Coldplay album, but it was not what I wanted. I was angry for a while. I'm so happy that she got what she did though, because I loved it. Uh, she wound up getting uh, I think it was the most recent release. Uh, at the time, it was 2000... Well, yeah, it was most recent. 2005's uh, X and Y. Uh, coincidentally, around the same time... So, obviously, I had heard of Coldplay before I got that album. But I remember watching uh, the first music video I remember, at least. I still consider it my first music video. Which I watched a lot of music videos. My dad, before... Or in the morning when he got ready for work... He'd be watching some crappy 80s hairband music videos, just cheesy and god-awful. But, hey, it was the 80s. But, yeah, that was the first music video I remember was uh, Speed of Sound by Coldplay. It was, you know, this, what, like, two-story tall LED screen, the band silhouetted against it, these very bright, vibrant colors coming at you. I loved it. It, it stuck with me. Uh, I was mesmerized by it. So, you know. From that point on, like, Coldplay was my band. So, also during this phase, uh, this time in my life, I played the original rock band that was on the Xbox. The playlist in that game, looking at it now, it's mainly rock. But it wasn't just, for me, it wasn't just the straightforward rock like I remember listening to all the time. You would have the, the more indie sounds of the Strokes. There was this fusion of reggae and new wave with the police, some alt-rock, on the verge of emo with Weezer, their earlier stuff, 
and then some glam rock with David Bowie. And then finally, the prog rock holy trio hailing from Canada, Rush. I could talk about this band forever, but I'm going to save that for later, and I'm going to dedicate an episode to them. So, all of these sounds from these bands, it sparked something in me I wanted more, especially from Rush. Uh, and as you know, as I found out through them, my God, that they just they did whatever they wanted. I loved it. So it wasn't really a goal of mine, but I just kind of set out to discover new music. Uh, at first, it was finishing off Coldplay Collection, paying attention to what they were doing next. Uh, I started to dig deeper into Rush's catalog little by little, just really listening to any and all things. I do recall in 2009, y'all may have heard of this song too, uh, Fireflies by Al City came out. And my god, I, I loved it. It's the synth pop, dreamy, I guess, bubblegum, is that a sound? Uh, this kind of fun, uplifting sound. I, I was drawn to it. I really liked it. Uh, thanks to listening to Al City, uh, a few years later in college, uh, got into Passion Pit with the help of one of my roommates, of course, which led to, I don't really listen to them a hell of a whole lot, but Empire of the Sun, Neon Trees, um, also found out about Macklemore and, by extension, uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis's 2012 release, thanks to another roommate. Um, in college, I also wound up, uh, I took on drumming and piano lessons, uh, and now currently kind of learning how to play bass guitar. So it's this kind of everything kind of built up on one, one thing after another, and now it's just like this love of music is just cascaded, and which is why I'm doing this now. I want to be able to talk about my love of music. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm a sponge. You know, now I, I'm into, well, let's see, uh, Steely Dan, uh, LaRue, uh, Daft Punk, Adele, Chicago, uh, Deluxe, Father John Misty, Sturgill Simpson, Ghost, Jamiroquai, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So what does all of this talk about my music history mean? What's the purpose of me just ranting here? As, as I just went over, I listened to a lot of different sounds and a lot of different styles. But for the longest time in my mind, my reaction to any new music was, it's new, it's different, it sucks, I automatically hate it. Like, I'm not kidding, I would get angry if I heard Beyonce or someone talk about Beyonce, and I'd probably give some lip about it because I didn't like it. To, to put simply, I was a music snob. Uh, so much so that I wound up pulling up the definition for, for snob, and uh, it goes a little something like this. One who has an offensive air of superiority in matters of knowledge or taste. End quote. Boy, if that wasn't me, I don't know what is. It really was rock or die. That's how I was. But I had to take a moment of reflection because you see, yeah, my, my core music interest, it's rock and all of its branches goes everywhere. Grunge, metal, blah, 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 whatever. But I liked a lot of different stuff. Still do. I don't really have a place to talk crap about music that I simply don't like or don't understand. I call that having a preference, and that's okay, but it's not okay to be a tool about it because you simply don't like it, because it's not your style. Don't be a music snob. You can have preferences. I'm okay with that. It's, it, it, it's life. You know, you have preferences as life for everything, but 
I don't want to be a snob. I don't want to tell you why. I don't want to get too hippy-dippy. I don't want to take a deeper dive than we already have. But, to me, music is this binding force for humanity. It is ubiquitous. Every one of us has some sort of rhythm. And it's been around us as humans for for centuries. Um, let's look at some music studies. We've been teaching music, uh, at least Western music, uh, and, and its foundation since, I think, about the 1750s, if not earlier, in terms of making music. Uh, I think there's this instrument in China called the, uh, the Gukin, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, and that has, that has quite the history. If you look at this quote-unquote legend behind it, that's about 5,000 years. It's been found referenced in writing for 3,000 years. And then actual examples of it have been found in tombs that date back to uh, 2,500 years ago. And you know what? I mean, I'm pretty sure our Neanderthal ancestors were probably air drumming or something, or, or at least tapping their foot. I don't know if that's true. Don't, don't quote me on that. All I'm saying is you know, humans have been around music for a long, long time, and we've continued to evolve it. I mean, keep in mind, it wasn't that long ago that... Music went electric, and boy, did Bob Dylan get shit on for running that direction, huh? But I look at some shows, I look at concerts that I've gone to, and I realize how in sync everyone is. Because it doesn't matter if you're black or white, you have pink hair or no hair, <clears throat> this guy, if you have piercings or tattoos, if you're fat, if you're skinny, if you're gay or you're straight, it doesn't matter. People are there for the experience of listening to good music and enjoying it with, this may come as a shocker, with fellow brethren, with your fellow community of people. And I do wish that we would kind of take that with us when we walk out of the gates from that concert and we head back to this grind that's called life. Because guess what? We are all in it together. And I do... Maybe I'm hopeless, hopeless romantic, I guess. Uh, to think that things would be a little bit better if we just carried the optimism of music with us. Music is meant to inspire. It can turn the gray day outside to Mr. Blue Sky. If, if you are... If you think it's the end of the world, which sometimes it can feel like it, then by God, party like it's 1999, folks. And if you are just kind of down on your luck, don't know what to do, don't stop believing. You know, music is this beautiful means that communication of many things, and especially feelings. And getting over being a music snob, I feel more at ease just simply enjoying whatever comes my way over the radio. Or your Apple Music or Spotify, whatever. You know, and I'm not worrying about trying to make my way the only way of music. There's a lot of great stuff out there. And it touches everyone in a different way. And that's okay. And this kind of comes back to comes back around to what the show is going to be about. For me, it is the expression and the freedom of oneself for music as an institution. And that's I'm gonna leave you guys off on that. And I hope you hope you take it to heart. That's 
why I'm here doing this. I just want to express my love for music in my own way. Maybe encourage some of you to go look at different stuff. And by all means, send me, hop on Instagram or Twitter and send me stuff to listen to. It may not be my style, but I'll listen to it. There's a lot of different stuff out there. And I've been pleasantly surprised by some of the things that I've been introduced to. So I'm going to leave you there. Uh, so thank you all for joining this week, this first episode of Rock and Talk with Dak. Uh, be sure to subscribe uh, to the show on Apple Podcasts. I know it's going to be on Google Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, that way you never miss a beat. If you enjoyed today's episode, while you're going and subscribing, please leave a rating on iTunes. Or, you know what, simply spreading the word and telling your friend helps a lot, too. You know, this presentation is and will be made possible by listeners like you all. So, I thank you for your support. Be sure to tune in next Monday. And remember, it's never goodbye, it's just till next time.